Welcome back to the Indie Wrestling Corner with another episode of Under the Ropes. I'm your host as always, the queen of the indies. And we're about to get lit. We're going to get this party started. Ah, This has been a long time coming as well. My good friend Theo Ivory, what is going on? <laughs> you ready? It's like... I am. Let's do it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah, so I'm really excited about this. I've been wanting to get you on for a while. You know, it's crazy getting these interviews, trying to make the time and the right timing to get everybody on. So I'm glad you're here. It's been a journey. Yeah, it's been a journey. So between all our tweets and all that fun stuff with each other, like, you know, it's time and you're here. So, <laughs> so guys, if you're new here to the Under Rope series here, I interview everything independent wrestling, whether it's wrestlers, promoters, referees, behind the stage. I got you covered. Uh, if you guys got any questions for Theo, please feel free, drop it into the chat and make sure you hit that like button, that subscribe button, all that fun stuff, share the stream so that we can get some more people in here. Let's get lit. <laughs> so I like to start off with my interviews, getting to know you a little bit, a little bit better. Uh, so tell everybody how you got into professional wrestling. <clears throat> <laughs> uh, it's always like such a start it's like it's such a depressing story um but i've i've learned to lighten it how to lighten it up over the years mm -hmm. um <clears throat> so may 30th 2000 my mom died um so at that point i was nine years old never seen wrestling a day in my life um, and we had illegal cable at the time. <laughs> so, you know, at that time, like 2000, that's when pay-per-view was the thing. Mm -hmm. Like before, like in wrestling pay-per-views were like out of this world. So I'm like flipping through pay-per-view one day. And then I come across, um, on pay-per-view at that time was the 2000 King of the Ring. And I was like, what's this? This looks fascinating. Didn't think much of it. Um, the match at the time was, I think, Rikishi and Kurt Angle. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so that was, like, the first thing in wrestling I'd ever seen. It was Rikishi and Kurt Angle. <laughs> um, and then I think the next day, I'm, like, upstairs flipping through channels. And um, my cousin that I grew up with, he unfortunately passed away in uh, February. Um, I just saw two women catfighting. And one had red hair, one had blonde hair. Mm -hmm. You know who those two were? <laughs> I was like, Reese, chick fight! And from that moment, I was like obsessed with Lita. Mm -hmm. And I was like, who is she? I, I need to like, she's everything. Right. So it, it was it was that. And if I'm not mistaken, the match that I saw was, I think, their street fight. Okay. Mm-hmm that's what i saw so yeah it was that it was seeing the skill of kurt and rikishi and then seeing lita who was just unlike any other woman i had ever seen she was so cool i'm sorry when is trying to get in the video go we like wholesome content around here it's fine <laughs> come, here, come say hi to tiffany come here come on. 
We're all about the wholesome content here on this channel. Come on. <laughs> it's like not happening. Here you go. Say hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> Look at the bow tie. I'm dead. I love it. I love it. Okay, you, you see how you press it aside so you can see the bow tie? Yes. I used to just love it. Look at that. He's so dramatic. <laughs> uh, that's my baby. No, I love it. Yeah, th that's how I got into wrestling. It, it kind of became a safe space for me. I was fascinated. Mm -hmm. So just kept watching. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's great. Oh, love it. The chat got Matt Awesome. He goes, hey, Theo, lots of, loves from your, lots of love from your favorite chancla handler, <laughs> Matt Awesome. Hey, homie with the chancla. What's up? <laughs> Brad's in the chat. He goes, what's Quinn wearing? <laughs> Love it. His birthday suit and my nephew's bow tie. <laughs> He'll pop some chair shots. What's up? Miss you guys so much. Um, so let's do this because obviously I know you and I like to always get your guys, you know, opinion for this. For fan that's tuning into this podcast, never saw you before. What is the go-to match that they should go check out? <laughs> Are you going to make a face every, every question I ask? I mean, if you know, like, knowing me, you know, like, I'm a guy of many faces. Like, mm -hmm. I have a facial expression for everything. <laughs> um, okay, so I would say if, <clears throat> because I'm a character mm -hmm. who just, who can actually wrestle. Um, so I would say if you're looking for, like, a match to see, like, me wrestling that, like, I can actually wrestle. Right. Um. You go on my YouTube channel, you see it's, or you can just type it in, Theo Ivory versus Juan Santiago. Um, we worked about seven minutes, hot from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Awesome chemistry. Um, I'd say watch that match, but if you want to see kind of like the full package of Theo, mm -hmm. um, I would say watch the match that I just had. It's um, You go on my YouTube channel, it's there. Or if you type it in, it's Theo Ivory versus Greg Manuel. Mm -hmm. um, you'll see character, you'll see sass, you'll see wrestling, you'll see all that. Like, you'll see all of this mess in right. one. Right, right. <laughs> no mess. No mess. Absolutely mess. not. Yeah. <laughs> Brad, I'm going to get to your question, but I want to go through this first before I go into this. All right. So, you know, we pretty much talk about, but you are a man of many hats between wrestler, ring announcer, commentary, you know, like you do, you, you are the whole package pretty much. So tell us a little bit as this as a whole for you. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, you know, like that you get to do like a little bit of everything and like wrestling, you know, I didn't know a lot of people like they'll start off. Maybe they'll be like a ref you know and then eventually maybe they become a wrestler or maybe that's their passion or maybe they just want to sit and do a commentary but you'd like to do a little bit of everything so and that wasn't the plan no that wasn't the plan um when i got into it um mm -hmm. uh, <clears throat> so i don't know why people think i'm bigger than i actually am i'm only five nine mm -hmm. so i'm not tall in, in terms of like what a professional wrestler is like i'm not tall Right. So I came into it and I was like, you know, I wanted to be a manager um, until I got good enough to be in the ring. Mm -hmm. So because I was at Dojo Wars, they were like, hey, um, we need you to do commentary. And we all had to do commentary at some point at Dojo Wars. But um, 
they liked me and said, like, you know, yeah, you're going to do commentary every week. I was like, okay. And then um, I think they were like, hey, because um, I, I worked in finance, so I would come straight after work. And they were like, you know, you dress professional. Like, hey, you know, do you want to try ring announcing tonight? I was like, okay, sure. Super nervous. I never wanted to do ring announcing at all. Um, and I really liked it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, can I keep doing this? So, like, every week for Dojo Wars, I was doing ring announcing and commentary. Mm-hmm. So, like, when I finished announcing someone, I would literally have to run back to the commentary desk <laughs> with my headset and then, like, you know, go from there. Um, but I think it's it, – it's the way it happened is, like, I think a philosophy and, like, how I grew up, um, it, it's like an old, old saying – that like you never want to be somewhere where you don't know how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Like you don't want to be in a position where you have to call someone for this or call someone for that. Right. So I just kind of looked at it as like an opportunity to learn many different aspects of the business. Right. And then you learn it all helps you be better as a wrestler because if I'm a referee, I know what I expect as a wrestler. Right. But being a referee, I actually get to see some of the challenges a referee may have. So that helps me to kind of smooth it out when I'm actually working. Right. So I'm like, okay, I know the referee can't see certain things here or certain things there. So, and I I know what I want to be said about me on commentary. Mm -hmm. And the best thing about it is on commentary, I'm the bridge between the viewer and the workers in the ring. Right. Um, so it, it, I love being able to be that storyteller and share that narrative with, you know, with the viewers, because I grew up on J.R. and King and they were like phenomenal storytellers. So I've always loved the fact that I could be the one to translate that story and make everyone look as great as possible. Right. You know, you make a mistake. I'm going to cover that shit for you. I'm like, I'm say that was strategy. That was on purpose. Because I'm not going to make you look bad. I don't want nobody looking make, make me look bad. Right, right. Of course. Of course. How cool. Find, like, different callings in, in one spot. Um, it's funny because Brad brought up this. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go off of this. He goes, just watch the clip of the wig flying off. That's all you need. So <laughs> the funny story with this is I actually <laughs> messaged the owner like... I want to talk about this, but if it's not okay, that's cool. You know, and I was like, I had a brain fart because I couldn't remember her name, but he was eating ramen. And he told me he spit his ramen out. I almost freaking choked. Like, it was so bad. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Would you like me to share that quick story? Go for it. Because okay, that was part so, of my question, so go into it. <laughs> so her, her, her worker name is uh, Debria X. Um, she trains out of uh, BWF up in the Bronx. <clears throat> Super sweet girl. Loved her. Um, so remember, I, I started watching wrestling in 2000, and we all about the Divas, honey. Mm-hmm. So I used to love the, the Divas hair mare that they would do. Right. Because of the person taking it sold it right. It looks like, holy shit, you got your ass flung across the ring right. by your hair. That's wild. Mm-hmm. 
So I said to her, I was like, hey, Chanel. Sorry, that's, that's her name. Chanel was like, hey, Chanel. So I want to do this move. Are you okay with it? And she was like, yeah. So before Dojo was started, I was like, hey, let's go to the ring and practice it. Because I want to make sure that we have the timing right. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's weird. It's like, a, it's like a seesaw. It's like a up, down, swing. Okay. Because <clears throat> you have to, like, you're moving. So it's like one step, one step, mm-hmm. third swing. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure we had the the timing right. Right. <clears throat> and I'm like 100 pounds heavier than her. So actually, I'm like 120 pounds heavier than her. So I wanted to make sure that, you know, I was using the right amount of force, not too much force. Right. Um, and in that move, you actually don't grab the person's hair. You grab kind of like behind their ears. Okay. And then they grab your hands. Mm-hmm. So that's how you have that whole illusion. Like, oh, my God, you're pulling my hair. Right. But I'm just holding you behind the head and you're holding my hands. Um, But the bitch ain't glue her wig on. (laughs) Like. (laughs) So obviously, like, this wasn't planned. (laughs) No, it was not planned. It was not planned at all. And I was just like. (laughs) <laughs> because at the moment I'm so concerned about my friend and I'm like, oh my God, like, are you okay? And you can see, like, I grabbed her and I put her in a hand like, are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> because like, you know, that's embarrassing. And I didn't want my friend to be like embarrassed and hurt. Yeah, yeah. this is what happens when I have a big forehead. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Just leave that up there. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. I seen it like one other time too that uh, somebody's wig went flying off. I'm from Queens. I got a little hood in me. I'm not from the suburbs, baby. It was funny. It's a funny clip. You randomly like posted it. I die every time that I see it. I do because I scrub my page a lot. Mm And I just do that because like, if I'm in a different frame of mind, if I'm in a different headspace, like, I'm just going to fucking scrub the page and start new. Like, yeah. and I'm like, but wait, yeah, I need to see this again. <laughs> so I just randomly, like, repost it, like, every every quarter, yeah. quarterly post, if I you think, will. I think you had, like, posted that, I think, like, the week before or something like that that kind of, like, triggered me that I was like, okay, we got to bring this up on the podcast, but only respectfully. I was like, because I don't want anybody to get upset, you know, so it's it's a fun. It's a great moment. Yeah. She was, like, really embarrassed, like, when we got to the back, and I'm like, listen, don't be embarrassed. I was like, there are so many people that wish they had a moment that the crowd will never forget. Yeah. And I'm like, and you have that moment. And I'm like, yeah. no matter what, people are always going to remember you. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, man. It was great. It's a great clip. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brad Axe is in the chat. How did you choose the CZW school to train at? And where did the British character come from? Ooh, y'all are going to love this answer. <laughs> um. So for those of you who don't know, Nevaeh Chantel is actually my best friend. Um, <clears throat> we met in December December 2015 at a tryout at the Monster Factory. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like like a making. It was called the Making the Monster Challenge, and if you won the challenge, you got free tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, I got half off, so I did something right, I guess. Um, 
I had to, I was in my last year of grad school and I lived in uh, Freeport mm-hmm. and Monster Factory is in like Mantua, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. That's like two hours plus mm-hmm. gas and tolls. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm not doing that because I work full time at an investment firm. I'm a full time grad student. I graduate in May. I'll come when I graduate. <clears throat> so did that, but her and I became best friends from like day one of the tryout. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was at the Monster Factory for like two, three months. Uh, Damian Priest was actually one of my coaches. Oh, wow. Little, yeah. little name drop. Mm-hmm. Um, he was one of my coaches and, um, but I had like personal issues and I also wanted to have a family. So it just didn't line up at the time. So. Okay. Did about two months of training and just completely left the business. Um, but of course, Neve and I, best friends, talk all the time. So 2019, she starts uh, working CZW Dojo Wars. And she kept saying, yo, Bessie, I think you'll love it. Like, you even want to get into the business. I think you're going to love this. You're going to love this. You're going to love this. I'm like, girl, I don't have the time. I don't have the time. And then my little cousin died in like a really bad car wreck. Oh, no. And... It just kind of showed me, like, life is really short. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> if you want to do something, you have a dream, just fucking do it. Right. At least be able to say that you did it. Um, so I went to Dojo Wars to watch her have a match. That was July 2019. And I said, okay. Yeah. I still got my wrestling shoes. They still fit. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to start training here. My first class was a promo class. Because mm. <clears throat> so, I think it was, at the time, Dojo Wars was on Wednesday. And class was Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday. So Thursday was promo class. So I'm in promo class, <clears throat> got my promo written out. I'm like, I know what I'm going to say. I got this. I'm a good talker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guess who goes in front of me? Who? <laughs> And, I mean, or like, guess who I was behind in the line? Who? Just take Trick uh, Williams. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. So imagine having to follow that. <laughs> oh, wow. So the character he had at the time was like Sweet Daddy Trick. It was like, it was like kind of like a pimp daddy. Okay. But the character and Matrick are so different. Like, he's so chill. He's so mellow. He's, like, one of the sweetest people you'll ever meet in the world. He's, like, just a great guy. Mm-hmm. But the character was so unlike him. Mm-hmm. But he embodied it. And it seemed so natural. And I was like, how the fuck am I going to follow that? So I erased my whole promo. Because I'm like, this, well, this, year, like, this year ain't going to work. So I'm like. What I'm like, can I? What accents can I do? And I'm like, oh, duh, I'm British. I can do a British accent, duh. So <laughs> I go up there, I cut the promo, <laughs> and then afterwards, um, like DJ Heights is like, oh, so I think I speak for everyone, and I'm like, I'm floored. Where the fuck did that accent come from? <laughs> I was like, I kind of just pulled it out of my ass. <laughs> I'm like, I had to I had to be able to at least compete with Trick in some sort of way. Right. So I'm like, I had to bring it. <laughs> so 
that's how the the British part of my character came to be. It was just a promo. Right. It wowed everyone, and I'm like, okay, I found something that gets a reaction. Um, it's very different from my normal self, so we're gonna go with it. Wow. See, it was like meant to be, pretty much. It was. Just, it was. It was just like meant so to be. much stuff. It's just like the way it lined up mm-hmm. was like. Mm. That's awesome, though. Here. I like. See what you did. That's cool. That's a great story. That's that's really really cool. And look at him now. Yeah, like, no, that's awesome. What you see on TV is literally what was in Dojo War. So they're letting him be himself. Right, right, that's right. That's a big thing to like be mindful of. Yeah. Like that is that's that's trick. Right. Like right. that's him. <laughs> that's awesome. Like ain't no, nobody's writing his shit. Mm. That's that's him. Mm. That is all him. Really, really cool. Uh, Piers in the chat. He said, "Good day from Australia. How was it working with Casey Navarro?" Really good. Um, nerve wracking. Jesus. Oh my God, it was nerve wracking. Um, <clears throat> I think the first show we did as a group was September 2019. Remember, I told you I came at the end of July. Right. 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 So I'd been there less than two months, and they're like, yeah, we want you to be a part of Casey's group on the main show. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, the main show that people have been here for years, busting their ass trying to get to? But um, <clears throat> it was it was my character that got me there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I learned a lot from working under Casey because he is someone else who's really, really strong and in tune with his character and who he is. Mm-hmm. And I got to learn how to work that character in the match, how to play off of the audience's emotions. Um, he comes to every show dressed like a million bucks. <laughs> so there was just a lot of things that I, I, I learned, you know, I learned how to, you know, carry yourself like a professional, um, how to just in, allow the gimmick to, or the situation to engulf you and you just live in it and turn it up to a million. Um, great experience. Surreal, yeah. surreal experience. I'm like, holy fuck, I'm on pay-per-view every month. Holy fuck. Like, I still can't believe that. Aww. I still can't believe that. It's, it's so weird. It's, it's insane. Oh, wow. I love that. That's such a great story. Oof, love it. Um... Brad wants to know, what is your dream diva match? I feel like I I posted this the other day. (laughs) I said something like a bra and panties extreme rules match or something. (laughs) But I was joking. Like, whenever I say, like, bra and panties, I'm like, I am joking. Um, But my dream divas match is... I want to see. I think who. Like I need first of all, I need Jillian Hall in that match, because I need some respect to be put on her name, like right now, mm-hmm. right now. So, I want to see like a title match between Jillian and Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's not a diva, but she was a diva. Right. Right. So weird, but I feel like those two, their chemistry was like just out of this world. Um, so I would just love to see that. 
on like a grand stage and, mm-hmm. you know, Jillian go over mm-hmm. as she should have done so many other times. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but from a technical standpoint, and we don't see that too much with uh, women's wrestling, we do more now. Mm-hmm. But like, especially around the Divas era time, we didn't get to see too many technical style wrestled matches. Right, right. Okay. I, I, I would love to see that because I don't even kill it. They killed it <laughs> on superstars. There you go. Yeah. Awesome. That's cool. Uh, I want to talk about the fact that you write books, which is such a cool thing. Let's talk about us. Tell us a little bit about, you know, you write it. Where do you get your inspiration from and all that fun stuff? Um, so funny story. The first time <clears throat> I actually was published was when I was 11. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Yeah, I was in fifth grade. Um, My teacher said there's a poetry competition for um, 10 and 11 year olds and everybody write a poem and we're going to choose the best three to be submitted. Um, I'm sorry, Pepsi. You're good. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's like so gross. No, you're good. (laughs) My poem was actually published in that book. Mm -hmm. So that was like 2001. Mm Uh, 2001, um, <clears throat> and it was actually a poem I wrote about my mom dying. Mm-hmm. So that was like 2000. I'm like, get down, please. <laughs> so that was 2001. Um, <clears throat> like everyone else, I have so many goals, so many dreams. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying like, oh, I'm good, I can only do this or I can only do that, I asked myself, okay, how can I make this happen while also doing this? Mm-hmm. So I've been saying, like, I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book. I wanted to write a book. And I realized my thing is it has to come to me. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to me, it's like it's like taking the lid off of, like, a boiling pot of water. Mm Everything is going to come out. Right, right. But if I try to sit there and say, ooh, I'm going to write a book. No. I'll be sitting there looking stupid. So I was at work. This was 2016. I worked at TD Bank. I'm at work at my desk. And I was like, you know, someone should teach little girls of color that even though their hair is different, they're still just as beautiful and just as special. So that's how my first book came out. Came about. It was um, actually my sister was like the, uh, the inspiration because mm-hmm. <clears throat> my sister's half Dominican mm-hmm. and She's in the middle of her cousins. It's three of them. They're girls. And she's in the middle. But they're both full Dominican. Mm -hmm. Well, one's full Dominican. The other's Dominican and Colombian. Mm -hmm. But they're full Latina. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Versus my sister, who's half Latina, half black. Right. So they have the long, straight hair. Mm -hmm. My sister had the big, curly hair. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, right now, they're really young. At 2016, my sister was four. So I'm like, right now, they're really young. So the difference is they don't see that. They don't care about it. Of course. But I'm like, what about when they get older? Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was important that we instill that message in them while they're young, mm-hmm. especially the other ones who, who look different than us. Right. Like, hey, in the, and, and in the book, um, <clears throat> the main character's best friend is, is a little white girl. And they became best friends by talking about the differences in their hair. So I just felt like it was an important message for both sides for us to, number one, encourage our girls Mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that whatever type of hair you have, whatever color, you, however dark or light you are, you're new, uniquely you and beautiful mm-hmm. and wear that badge with pride. And for the people who don't look like us, just understand that we're the same people. It's just we just have differences. Right. And that's how the first book came about. Uh, second book, uh, which was five years later, which was not the plan, was supposed to be way sooner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was going to write about, I was thinking about writing a book about divorce. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about, about writing, like, why did I get married? Um, it was like, I wanted, some, I wanted to write like a mystery book. And then I was in the process of doing like a lot of self-healing and reflection. Mm-hmm. And then that's how literally everything for my second book came about. Wow. I've literally I've literally written both of my books in one sitting. Wow. Because it all came to me in that one moment. That's inspiring, man. Like, holy shit. Like <laughs> No, I love I just I love the meanings like behind these books and you know, this is why we do these podcasts, you know, we get to like learn, you know, about you guys. But this is such a beautiful story, like <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Is there something else in the works though? Like or not really, no, like No, I mean, because you you know from like I was just even our DM today. Mm-hmm. I was like, this week has been like disgustingly busy. Mm-hmm. So like this whole new year, I said <clears throat> everyone has New Year's resolutions. Right. I don't do those. Mm-hmm. Cause you set yourself up for failure. So I just said this is going to be the year of no excuses. I like that. I want to do something. I'm going to fucking do it. Like, I'm not going to make excuses for why I didn't go to training. Right. Or say, uh, I don't want to go today. That's not good enough. Mm. Right, like, am I exhausted? Okay, if I'm exhausted, then yes, I'm going to stay home. But if I'm not exhausted, I want to get my ass up and go to training. Mm-hmm. You know, things like that. Like, if I have to do something... I'm not a morning person, but if I have to do something before work, I'm just going to fucking do it. It has to get done. And I can't expect to elevate to a certain level in life, especially hoping to get signed and half-ass things or procrastinate or put it off. Like I'm like, I just had to do better. So I'm like, this year, no excuses, man. I love that. But two things in the pipeline. I'm working on so much and like my head is like, <laughs> cause it, it's so much, like so much, yeah. but I'm like, I'm, it's a, it's a blessing mm-hmm. to have so much ambition and then be able to actually make it happen, make it a reality mm-hmm. and then have people actually be re- receptive to it. Right. Right. Cause I'm like, girl, imagine if nobody bought my book. Oh, Oh, like if nobody bought my merch, like I will be devastated. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like, that's a blessing to, you know, do creative works and people actually care and they like it and they receive it. So that's great. Wow. (laughs) Ooh, looking forward to that. Well, let's go with this positivity thing because I've been preaching my wrestling with positivity hardcore and I incorporate it into all my interviews now. 
Um, so I love having stories from my guests that come on here. And since like we've been talking a little bit about this, we're going to go with, you know, we're just going to go straight into that question. So obviously we there's so much negative on social. It's terrible. Uh, being a podcaster, being able to see a lot more than the average fan does. I, I have heard and seen a lot of great stories. Uh, so I'd love your story, whether it's something a wrestler's done for you, maybe you've done something for a wrestler, maybe a fan's done for you, or you know, you've done for a fan that sticks out to you that we wouldn't normally see. <laughs> I know, I put you on the spot. Sometimes things just like pop into the brain. Uh, no, it's like you're making, you're forcing me to choose one. <laughs> okay, can I do one wrestler and one fan? Yeah, let's and do it. That's, that's fine, yeah. <laughs> okay. um, so for the fan thing, um, I wrestled at Triple WA. Um, for those of you who don't know, Triple WA is actually one of the oldest independent wrestling companies ever. Um, they used to like run in line with NWA. So a lot of history there. Um, <clears throat> so I wrestle there every month, and the fans there are just so great. Mm -hmm. um, I know one of the fans, Kelly, she actually made us matching tie-dye shirts. Aww. And it says Theo's bitch, and it points to her. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then her shirt says his bitch, and it points at me. <laughs> um the fans here just they just do so much mm -hmm. and to have someone take time out of their day to do that mm -hmm. means the world to me because how many times do we say i don't want to do something right i don't feel like doing something so for someone to like literally take the time out of their day to make something for me it was just like Aww. just wild um there's so much more but i just want to keep course. it short yeah <clears throat> for the wrestlers um i have to shout out uh gabby gilbert and ooh, i hope oh, it just doesn't ruin things for her character but mother endless her human form okay. the human form of mother endless i should say okay um when i came back from <clears throat> so my grandmother and jimmy rave who was my one of my coaches and Gabby's fiance. Mm -hmm. They died on the same day, December twelfth. So I had to go to December. Uh, had to go to December. I had to go to Florida mm -hmm. uh, for my grandmother's services and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, but each day I was there for like five days. Each day I was there, it's like my asthma got progressively worse. Oh wow! <clears throat> to the point where the day that I was leaving, I had like a eight a.m. flight, but that night, like I couldn't sleep. Mm -hmm. because if I lay down, I started wheezing. If I did a NEB, a NEB treatment, I'd be fine to lay down and start wheezing again. It was, like, awful. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> had a freaking asthma attack on the plane. <laughs> and I had a layover. So they were like, do you want to take you to the hospital here in Georgia, or do you want to wait till you get home? I was like, I want to go home. Yeah. Because if I have to stay in a hospital, I'd rather stay in a hospital near home. Of course, right. And I hadn't been with Quinn in five days mm -hmm. so I knew I left out you know a bunch of food and water for him but I'm like still you know I need to make sure he's okay right so and that was the date of uh the CZW show mm -hmm. so that's why I was flying back right go to the show 
Um, I refed. I was supposed to ref two matches. I refed one match. I needed my inhaler twice in that match. <clears throat> Afterwards, Gabby was like, we're going to the hospital. So Gabby took me to the hospital. Um, I wound up being admitted for two days. But um, that night that I was there, I think it was like maybe in two hours before I got my room, uh, Gabby sat with me that entire time. Mm-hmm. Um, then the next day, uh, mother came and she visited me. She bought me Burger King. Aww. Um, and then Gabby and I, like, we kind of, we kind of communicate every day, just being there, supporting each other. Mm-hmm. Cause we both lost two very important people in our lives on the same day. Um, so, you know, for her to, and she, she like, I, I had an issue with a flight. Um, something wasn't working with my card Oh wow. and I'm like, fuck, I have to get this flight. And she and she just like how much you need? I was like, like here, and I was like, oh my god, thank you. And I'm like, I'm I'm the type of person like, okay, I'm gonna I get paid on Wednesday. I'm going to pay you back on Wednesday. And she's like, so, like those like really stood out to me because mm-hmm. it takes a lot to come visit someone in the hospital, mm-hmm. especially during COVID. Right. Um. So I mean, that just meant the world to me that. You know, that was my first time having to stay in the hospital, number one. It it just meant a lot to me that, you know, my wrestling peers are my family away from my family. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have to do that, but they did. And that really meant a lot to me. Right, right. Oh, I love that. See, this is why I love my wrestling with positivity thing. It's very dear to my heart. And I love it when, when wrestlers put over other wrestlers or, or fans or whatever the story is. And again, if, you know, I'm working on this project too. So if anybody's got any stories, hit me up. My cutoff date's the 9th. I got a bunch of stories. I need a lot of tissues. <laughs> Get your shit in. <laughs> a lot of beautiful stories. It's just like, you know, they need to be heard. I love to get it out there. So that's why this question has to be in every interview that I do going forward. So thank you for that. By the way, Brad says, Kathy, Kathy says, hi, my beautiful goddaughter. Hi, Kathy. (laughs) That was my moment to talk to Kathy. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, I could, I could just go to call your goddaughter anytime. (laughs) Okay. I give it to you. Go ahead. Hi, Kathy. And Brad and his wife are phenomenal. Like, I, I, I can't forget about them. Like, they are phenomenal. And when you have people like them who care about this business that much, mm-hmm. for them to gravitate towards someone like me means I'm doing something right. So it's nice to have that validation from someone that you know cares about, is like hardcore about this business. Yeah. So that means a lot to me, too. Thank you, Brad. Aw, that's my best friend. I know Brad over, like, God, 30 years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Damn, we're old. Our family. <laughs> we are. That's my brother Our right family. there. We are. That's my brother <laughs> over there. I love it. Oh, and it's good, too, because it's like, I feel like Brad's got me even deeper into indie wrestling than I already was, which is great. So the nice thing is, is if I don't know somebody, then I could be like, hey, Brad. Oh yeah, he'll know. Oh, he'll, he'll know. Like he'll know. <laughs> so it's, it, if he doesn't know, there's a problem. Oh well, if he doesn't know, then he's gonna go learn everything about them too. 
It's true, but there's still a problem with Brad. <laughs> yeah, he's he's really he's good. Like an encyclopedia of indie Oh my god, he he is. I feel like I'm a, a fake when it comes to the queen <laughs> of the indies. Like seriously. <laughs> Am I really the queen? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really queen. I think it's fake. I better take the crown off. Like seriously. <laughs> Um, you know what? Let's do some fan tweets. I got a couple of good ones here. So our girl, I feel like I need to call her Casey Kirk now <laughs> because girl, what girl, what is your last name? <laughs> I asked her I, that once. I just call her my baby. That's I know. I, I asked her that once. I was like, do, do I call you Casey Kirk now? I was like, is that how it's supposed to be? She goes, I don't know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> that is such a Casey answer. Oh right? Much, much love to her. We love her. We got to get her back on the pod for everybody. Um, so she has, well, the first thing she said is, why are you so cute? She goes, why are you so cute is my question. <laughs> ah, I love it. I don't feel cute right now because I'm like really scruffy. I'm getting all this taken care of tomorrow. Aww. So I feel like gross. I feel fat. Um, Stop. Stop it. Stop it. Brad says he loves you, by the way. So just say, Love you, Brad. See? See? Yeah, I don't feel cute. No, you're cute. Stop. Stop it. Stop it. So her oh. second question, and I bust out laughing because this wasn't on Twitter. This was in a text message. Oh, dear. So she said, ask him about the time me and him were depressed and drank a bottle of wine out of the bottle at 3 a.m. in the middle of Georgia. <laughs> I was like, oh God. I was like, and then she went to, I was like, do not tell me. I told her. I was like, I want him to explain this story to me. I was like, I do not want you to tell me this story. <laughs> so. so this is actually how we became so close. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> I'll never forget the date. It was January 31st mm-hmm. and February 1st of 2020. This is like right before COVID hit. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> we had a road loop in Georgia and Alabama with Empower Wrestling. Mm -hmm. And Casey was the champion for Empower. So I think the first night it was supposed to be, uh, the main event was Casey versus Brittany Blake in a champion versus champion match. Mm -hmm. Um, Because Brittany is the WSU champion. Mm -hmm. And I was on commentary. So, like, after that show, we um, we were all going back to the hotel, and I was riding with Gabby and Jimmy. So we, like, stopped at the gas station. And I don't know what it is about the gas stations down south. I'm not complaining, but you can buy liquor in there, okay? I was like, let me get that, let me get that, let me get that, let me get that. So I bought, like, four bottles of wine. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> we get back to the hotel, and... I don't know if we like texted each other. No, I think I went outside to smoke and she was out there smoking. So I was like, hey, babe, what's up? And like, literally, we just wound up talking about life. Uh, we were we went through like three, four bottles of wine. Um, we chain smoked. <laughs> yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> and we were out there till I think about four o'clock in the morning. Wow. And um, literally from that day, um, she was like, I love you so much. Like, you are so incredible. Like, I really appreciate you. And I was like, I I mean, of course I love you, but I didn't feel like I did anything special. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I guess we just connected on a level and I think we both been through things in our lives and we wanted, we both kind of needed someone to just be like, Oh, I, I get it. You know, you went through some shit, but you're not a bad person mm-hmm. or, <clears throat> you know, just went through some shit in life, knocked dusted yourself off and got back up and kept on moving. Yeah. Um, Oh, I, I also remember there was a spot in her match that was messed up. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was like miscommunication. Mm-hmm. And I told her after like what I said on commentary. And she's like, oh my God, thank you so much. And I said, yeah, girl, like you're my friend. I'm not about to have people at home thinking like you fucked up. Right. So the miscommunication I said on commentary, I'm like, that's strategy by Casey Catal. She's thinking Brittany Blake has got the upper hand and she's going to lure her into like a false sense of security. Mm-hmm. And I think Casey got herself counted out in the match. Mm. So it, it worked well with that because I was like, see, I told you strategy. But I think it was like, you know, me saying like, hey, you know, I looked out for you. I'm always make sure I look out for you. I'm on commentary. And that's just a sharing of the life stories. Like we just... Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Coco. Oh, I love Coco. Love, love Coco. I'm going to take Coco with me next time I see Coco. So cute. So adorable. So- and then her cats are very dramatic. <laughs> John wants to know in the chat, would you have a match with her? Say it again? Would you have, John asks in the chat, would you have a match with Casey? Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. why not? <laughs> Bring Absolutely. it. Friends make we the best matches. And it was so funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- this was like beginning of my career, like 2019, I think. We had training in KCI came. <clears throat> and uh, she's like, hey, babe, like, just, you know, like, I throw my form, like, I'm really stiff on my forearms. I was like, that's how I like it. <laughs> and she, like, gave me a forearm. I was like, ooh, I like that. Because I'm a snug wrestler as well. Mm-hmm. So I tell people, like, no, fucking hit me. Like, I don't, I'm not going to complain about getting hit as long as you're safe. Right, right. Makes sense. And I need to know what I'm selling. Yeah. So she she's a very high-impact striker. Um, mm-hmm. Her character is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I just know when you're wrestling with your friends. Make better matches. You kill the match and you say sorry later. Yeah. And I know that we would go out there and probably murder each other. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to tell like, bitch, if one of my locks is left in that ring, <laughs> I'm going to beat your ass in that ring. But we're going to laugh about it later. <laughs> I got to sell it. I got to sell it. My hair is my life. I got to sell it. <laughs> I know that we would have one of those, like, as JR called it, a freaking barn burner. Because we're friends and we know, like, we can just go all out mm-hmm. and just make sure we protect each other, of course. But yeah. we would kill it. We oh. would kill it. <laughs> uh, John wants to know if you would do a death match with her. <laughs> <laughs> she a bad bitch. She a bad bitch. One, but I'm not doing a death match with nobody. <laughs> Like, I'm not permanently scarring my body mm-hmm. and going to have to be in physical discomfort for at least three to four days for $100. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot of it's a lot of toll. I, I feel you. 
Okay. Girl, I'm, th- I'm 31. I'm like, I don't know what y- y'all young kids, y'all could do that. <laughs> and I have health insurance. <laughs> I don't want to pay them bills. And y'all don't have health insurance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Everybody makes me nervous. It's adults, when you get older and you, you learn about certain things in adulthood, you're mm-hmm. like, eh, that's not really smart. Okay. Uh, well, John had put out a fan tweet earlier. Uh, so this is actually an interesting question, and I'm really curious, like, you know, your answer for this. He goes, how do you balance personal relationships with company affiliation? Example, friends not liking places you may work. Um, <clears throat> great question, number yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, so first of all, I'm not, I, I, I don't use that word friend lightly. Okay. Um, so if I call you a friend, mm-hmm. we've been through some shit. Mm-hmm. And we understand that although we may not have the same mindset and ideologies on everything, we still have like a baseline understanding and we agree on certain things. Or we know how to maneuver something that we may not necessarily like. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I wouldn't have that situation because... I don't want. I don't get in people's business. Right. Now, if you tell me some shit that's different, but I, I'm not all up in people's mix. I'm not in people's business. And then, I've never had a situation where someone said they had a problem with where I worked because <clears throat> if there was something wrong with the place that I worked, they would have said something before, mm-hmm. like this promoter is uh, notorious for not paying or this promoter is inappropriate or something like that. You know, depending on something like that, like I wouldn't work there, Mm -hmm. but I think as independent wrestlers, we all understand that this is a hustle and a grind. And for some people we have to take every booking we get. Right. So, yeah, I don't think that's a situation that um, applies to me and really quick, just for anyone listening, I don't want anyone to think I was shitting on deathmatch wrestling. Oh, no, 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 absolutely not. Paying for me. Yeah. It's not for everybody, which is perfectly yeah. fine. No, I, I love watching yeah. it. Yeah. No, I, I get it. it. But bitch, I ain't doing it. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> no, I get that. I I definitely get I'm that. I'm the one that's always wiping up the blood mm-hmm. and patching people up. Like, I'm always Nurse Theo, which is fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I be nurse Theo. That's that's fine, but mm-hmm. don't bleed on me, and don't bleed on my clothes or my sheets, <laughs> or the car. Right, like <laughs> your blood in my in my freaking front passenger seat. Ew, like your DNA is in my car, bro. I said that um, <laughs> to Brandon Kirk one day. I think I was gonna drive, and I'm like. Um, we need a sheet because if you're gonna be doing this death match, I was like, you're not sitting in my car. <laughs> I was like, you, don't need a sheet. you need a, a, I'm, a garbage I bag. Here, for one, a fucking black uh, plastic construction bag. Like, sit on this. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not used to nuts. Like, he's <laughs> nuts. You guys are fucking nuts. I swear to God. Yeah. Uh, Let's do another fan tweet. Good cop, bad cop. He goes, just so you know, he does this to all my guests. 
He goes, with Theo Ivory being an anagram of O Verity, Verity can meaning telling truth. What truth in wrestling applies to you that you're looking to improve upon? It's a tough anagram this episode, he's telling me. So he does it for everybody. So he said, what what truth, truth in wrestling applies to you that you're looking to approve, improve upon? <laughs> That's the face that, that he expects every episode with these anagrams. <laughs> oh, he's one of those fucking people. <laughs> he's a loyal, he's a loyal fan. It's all good love. If you can't, he's one of those fucking people. Like. <laughs> Uh, It'll be okay if you can't figure uh, it out. That's cool. <laughs> I was like, "Am I supposed to answer the, just answer the plain question, or was this something I was supposed to decode?" No, no, it was just the question. He just does like an anagram. Oh. He just like feeds off of the name of whoever comes on this podcast, and he gives everybody a different question. So it's really he wants you to feed off of the question that he's actually asking, which is what. <laughs> truth <laughs> and it's like that's a question like that's it yeah what truth in wrestling applies to you that you're looking to approve upon um i guess the one truth would be that um <clears throat> character always shines the brightest mm -hmm. okay okay and I say that because you can be a phenomenal wrestler, mm -hmm. but if you don't have a character or a story that people actually care about and they get emotionally invested in, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how good you wrestle. Right. Like there, there's no meat there. Yeah. So What's that's why you see people on TV, they may not be the best wrestlers, but they can talk. Mm -hmm. They make you care. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so uh, uh, I'm just trying to improve on that so I can be the best that I can be because mm -hmm. I still have a long way to go. But um, no, that's I good. Think the character has helped me out a lot. No, that's 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 great. It's a really great answer for that. Um, what are some things you like to do when you're not in the squared circle? Girl, I like to smoke. <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> But um, I, I think outside of that, I, I'm kind of trying to figure that out. Mm -hmm. um, so that's an interesting journey. Trying to figure out, like, what do I... And I literally asked, like, I was in my siblings group chat the other day. Mm -hmm. And I was talking about that. I was like, what's my thing? Because <laughs> I used to be a big reader, but mm -hmm. then, you know, adulthood happened. And yeah. Working and stuff like that. So I'm like, you know, I don't read like I used to. Um, I don't have the attention span for video games like I used to. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure that out. Okay. So if I'm not smoking, I'm I'm definitely on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Yeah, watching clips of something, or watching wrestling, or um, that's really it. I don't I don't I don't do much. Okay. Okay. That's okay. That's cool. Um, so I have two final questions for you. If anybody else has anything, please feel. Drop them into the chat. Uh, what are some goals for you in 2022? 
I have one goal, mm -hmm. and that is to accomplish everything this year that I said I would. Okay. And I chose that answer because I don't believe in publicly sharing your goals. Okay, that's that's perfectly fine. Um, so I just kind of wrap it up in a nice little bow and say, hey, whatever I said I'm going to accomplish this year, my goal is to do that. Because mm -hmm. okay. it encompasses so many different things and, you know, goals change every day. So I'm like, whatever goal I, I say or goals I say I want to accomplish this year, mm -hmm. I actually do it and I don't make excuses. Mm -hmm. I, I get her done. Mm -hmm. Okay. That, that's, that's a good answer. That's fine. Uh, Brad, by the way, said your thing is posting dirty memes. <laughs> I'm always post some dirty. <laughs> I love that. And that's new. Like I, I, I've only recently got like that in the last few years because I'm like, we all fuck. Yeah. <laughs> we all do it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm sorry. I've, I've repressed myself and my sexuality for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I'm a grown ass man. I'm not going to be online talking about nothing like real hardcore vulgar, mm -hmm. but I'm like, if it's a little dirty meme, you laughed, right? Mm -hmm. Mission accomplished. <laughs> That's it. Can't take and life so serious. <laughs> I can't take life so serious. <laughs> it's not worth it. it it's too short. It is it. It is it. Um, so I'm gonna go with one final question, and then we can talk about you know what you got coming up, which is which is great, and, and you're amazing, and you know like I'm, I'm having tons of fun with you, and then we'll have you come back again, obviously. Um, but I always like ending my interviews on a great note for those inspiring and amateur wrestlers out there. What's a piece of advice that you would give them? That's a good one. <clears throat> Um, understand that you know nothing. Hmm. And <clears throat> if you understand that you know nothing, then you know that every day you're here to learn something new. Mm -hmm. I've seen so many people come into this business and I've seen people training in the ring for the first time. We're like, why aren't you selling? And they're like, oh, Jerry, you know, guys my size on TV don't sell. And I'm like, yeah, that's because that's not the story that's being told. Mm -hmm. But they still know how to fucking sell. Right. Or, you know, you may think you know how something is ran, but you don't. So keep your ears open. Listen. Absorb the knowledge. Like, you may think you know something. You may, oh, that's an easy move to do. And then you realize, like, that move requires, like, six different moving parts. Mm -hmm. And then timing. So there's, like, so many different things about this industry. And I just want people to know, like, you, you really have to learn. Mm -hmm. And be willing to learn. And be willing to except that you might be wrong about something. Mm -hmm. 
Oh, girl, we, we could go on all day. So. <laughs> no, but it's great advice know. because so there's funny. there's a whole bunch of, uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of wrestlers out there that, you know, are, or people just starting and it's just or thinking about getting into the business. So I love bringing, you know, that into my interviews with everybody because everybody's got different advice. Oh, I'm sorry. I have a but can I change my answer? <laughs> go, <ahead. laughs> go for it. My answer is going to be, you need to humble yourself mm -hmm. <clears throat> because that is what branches off here, there, and there. Mm -hmm. When you're humble, if someone's correcting you, you say, oh, sure, no problem. Can you show me the right way? Instead of being, I know how to do it, or that's not how, you know what I'm saying? Right. Understanding that your time is not guaranteed, mm -hmm. meaning like, People think like, oh, I've been here a certain amount of time or I've been doing this a certain amount of time or it's supposed to happen now or a month from now. You got to understand your journey's different. Right. And it's going to happen when it's meant to happen. So until that time, stay humble and continue to improve, to make yourself as great as you can be. So when that time does come, you're ready to hit the ground running because you think you're ready, but you're fucking not. I love that. Sky, you're in the chat. I see you. You taking notes, girl. <laughs> She's inspired wrestler. 18 lives in UK. Love her. Big supporter here. She loves listening to these interviews and, you know, hearing your guys story because it helps her. So I know she's in there because she said hi earlier. So love you, Sky. <laughs> great, great stuff. Love my UK people. So great. Um, so tell everybody like what you got coming up so they could support you and all that fun stuff. I have uh, the thumbnail that you brought out that you sent me for your three-way dance. Ooh. Yes, I'm having me a little threesome, honey. <laughs> uh, uh, actually, Sunday, uh, we have the CZW Limelight, uh, CZW Limelight 2, excuse me. Mm -hmm. uh, that's going to be in Hobbs de Grave, Maryland. Uh, I believe the 26th, that is the graphic that you're seeing now. Mm -hmm. um, that's the three-way dance for the tag team titles at Triple uh, WA. Oh, no, it's for the number one contendership for mm -hmm. the tag team titles at Triple WA. Yeah. That's on the 26th, and I think the 20th, if I'm not mistaken, mm -hmm. or, or the 27th, I think it's the 27th, uh, we're doing a CZW's anniversary show. Mm -hmm. So, girl, I have, like, one weekend this week. <laughs> Busy. Yeah. Busy. It's like, oh my God. But it's like, you know, this it's a blessing. It it's is. Not a blessing. It's it's surreal, you know? No. I can't believe it's like it's my life. Yeah. Uh Brad wants to know if you're gonna be at Pride and Vibe. Sorry, I forgot oh. about my baby. Oh. Here. oh. <laughs> Um, yes, I absolutely will be. Um, <clears throat> I love everything that Billy Dixon puts together. Mm -hmm. um, I was blessed to be a part of the last Paris is bumping event. Fingers crossed. I still get squeezed into this one. Um, 
But that's another thing in wrestling you have to understand. Um, you're not going to get every opportunity. Right. Sometimes there's a certain number of people, there's a certain budget, and hard decisions have to be made. So if you're, you know, you don't get it, it's not personal, it's business, you know? Right, right. So what, whether I get added later or not, I'm still going to be there to support. I'm going to support Billy. I'm going to support everyone on the show. Everyone is amazing. Mm-hmm. And this is for us. Yeah. So I will absolutely be there to support. Beautiful. Exciting. Exciting, exciting well, stuff. A new <laughs> we got to get some drinkies soon. Mm. Yes. We're going to get some drinkies yeah. soon. We're going to we're going to make this happen ASAP. So you mm. are a doll. You're amazing. I love sitting here chatting with you. Like, I love watching everybody's journey, like, go through. It's such a great thing. I'm glad that, uh, you know, I know you had a crazy week, but I'm very glad that you got to come on here and chat with us a little bit. Um, so tell everybody where they can find you on socials, merch, all that fun stuff. Uh, so my Instagram and Twitter are the underscore Theo Ivory. V is T-H-E-E underscore Theo Ivory. Um, <clears throat> if you go on my Instagram or Twitter, there's a link in my bio that says all my links. Mm-hmm. So if you click on that, it brings you to the link to my Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, my merch store, and the link to both of my Amazon books. So wrestlers, use all my links. Yes. So all those links are in the description below. So make sure you give him a follow and give him some love and all that fun. Yo, stuff. we need to get to talk about the hot chocolate and like walking across the street. Like, <laughs> what's going on? <laughs> like, we need to talk about going to get a small fry or nothing. Like, what's, what's good? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm dead. I can tell you weren't ready for that. I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm I'm the Queens girl that's always like, you know, the hot dog. And, you know, I'm from New York. (laughs) (laughs) That's the one thing I can't, I I can't, like, like my New York accent. Mm -hmm. That's the one thing people always catch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because otherwise, we're like, you don't sound like you're from New York. Mm -hmm. But hot dog. Yep, yep. Certain, it's the certain words that, um, you know, people say that you start seeing the the accent going on yep. here, and and it is just so funny because I got a message yesterday. They were talking about Alec Price, and I died laughing. They were like, "Is he from Boston or New York?" And I was like, "I feel offended." I was like, "You hate my accent?" He was like, "You don't really have a thick accent." I'm like, uh, "Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do." Some like, people they're like, "Oh my god," and I'm like, "For me, I'm like, no, you actually have a very mild accent." Yeah. It's the certain words, like, when it starts coming out, it's when you don't realize it that it starts coming out, because even, like... And you you travel all the place, so you get it. Like, even like me. So it's, the, with that, that it's with A's. Like, yeah. Like, it has A in it. <laughs> Coffee. <laughs> I need a you know, Oh, my God. Me and my aunt, when we talk, because whenever... I, so, I, I can actually say coffee. Yeah. So, like, when I go to New York, yeah. that's my thing. Whenever I go to my grandmother's house, I know I have to bring coffee because right. that's our thing. Right, right. So I call my aunt, and I'm like, hey, are you there to ask if her and her fiancé want coffee, too? Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, you know, I would love me some coffee. And it's, like, it's so thick. And I'm like, I have to remember, like, 
I'm in Pennsylvania. <laughs> they don't talk like that. No, they're like, look at you with like six heads. I think I went to Chicago and I went to one of the pizza joints, you know, because you got to have the pizza, right? Like being a New Yorker, you go to Chicago, you got whatever. I mean, the point is, is that you have to try the pizza. When you go to certain places, you got to try whatever it is. So I was like, all right. So somebody had been to, I forgot the name of the pizza place. And they're like, Tiff, we got to go to this place. I'm like, I'm all for it because I'm here. I want to try Chicago, you know, Chicago deep dish pizza, you know, so we go to this place uh, and then it's also the fact that it's like i'm italian too so i say things very different uh, of like mozzarella you know like or mozzarella or what it's really that and the girl is like it's she goes well we don't have mozzarella we got mozzarella <laughs> wait 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 how did she say it mozzarella i was like mozzarella you know because it's like that italian in me <laughs> She was like, we don't have that. We have this. And I, I like almost lost. Why she sound like she's from Queens? We got mozzarella. <laughs> well, she said it kind of like different too. I'm probably like saying it wrong to how she did it. But she but looked at me. Like I would have cackled <laughs> if she said it like that in front of me. <laughs> I died. And then she gave me shit because I picked up the pizza with my hands. And she's like, you're supposed to use the fork and a knife. I'm like, bitch, like I'm from fucking New York. I'm like, you got to fold that shit. I'm hungry. <laughs> like, like bitch this is going in my mouth they, they freaking say water the fuck what the fuck is water that water <laughs> I mean, that's so weird to me i'm like water what is water water <laughs> and then they're like oh yeah let's go get a water ice you talking about an icy <laughs> <laughs> like the New York comes out of me like at the weirdest time. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. Let's get some water ice, bro. That's icy. <laughs> like, stop it. That's not icy. <laughs> now you're making me want some lemon ice king right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I like the f- New York was fun. It, it was fun. Yeah, it's 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 New York. You know, like there's like oh, we have our own culture, mm-hmm. like. Yeah, it's it's so bad, but it's so good. Yeah, it's one of like, those. We get it. Oh my god, it's so funny. Yeah, us New Yorkers were crazy. I always get that shit all the time. The fucking crazy New Yorkers, but it's it's funny because even when I went up to Massachusetts and I was talking to some of the fans um, at the Chaotic show, and then I was like, "Yeah, I'm from New York," and they were like, "Oh, upstate or you know New York City," and then I had to sit think about. It. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's right." I was like, "I'm so used to being part of the city." Um, yeah, like people are like they're really separating. Yeah. So like, oh, you from New York City? Okay. Yeah. Oh, I'm from Elmira. That's cute. <laughs> but yeah, that was funny. I was like, oh, let me just say a couple of words. You'll really hear the accent, the Queen's accent, hot dog, New York, and like <laughs> like coffee. They were just dying. And then I feel like a toy. Do you feel like a toy to some of those people when they start picking on your accent because? Yeah, I feel like they pulled the string out to hear what you're going to say next. <laughs> yeah. They used to do this to me in Long Island, too, when I lived in Long Island. And and they were like, save this. Save this. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm not your damn toy or your puppet. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, the Long Island accents are the worst. <laughs> like, but really, like, th- what's funny about these accents that we're talking about is because uh, <clears throat> I work for the government. Right. And I have to talk to people all day. Right. So. You know, I get the people from the South. Right. I get people from Minnesota and 
I get the people from Wisconsin. Everyone has like, like you can tell when yeah. someone's where someone's from. Yeah. Like they're like, oh yeah, I caught my, got my checking account. I'm like, oh, you from Wisconsin, ain't you? <laughs> so I was like, I know, but it's so funny. Every because um we have a, a field on their profile that says the city and state that they were born. Mm-hmm. Everybody that was born in New York says it the exact same way, <laughs> and I fall out every time. So let's say because me, I, I say like I'll say like Queens, New York. Mm-hmm. I say New York. <clears throat> so they'll be like Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> yeah. The is like. York versus York. York. Yeah. I'm like, it's so weird to me because it comes, it sounds really aggressive too. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. I just ask the question. Now, that's it. That's why, like on Twitter, you see me like spell it the way that I actually say things too. So I'll write hot dog G D A W G or New York, like W Y A W K, you know, like. I'd be that extra on, on social media like that because people <laughs> nitpick at me with the accent. So. <laughs> Screw you guys. <laughs> my grandmother's from the South, but she's been in New York since like, I want to say the late 60s. Mm-hmm. So she's very country, yeah. but you still see like the New York in there some places. So that's really funny to me too. Yeah, <coughs> It's, it's, it's hysterical. I'm glad you guys get a, a, a kick out of our accent. <laughs> and then for me, no one can ever tell where I'm from. Yeah. Because certain words will have like a different intonation. Right, right. <clears throat> so I have to tell people like, okay, I lived in Florida till I was eight. Yeah. And then I moved to New York and then I went to college in Virginia. Yeah. And I moved back. <laughs> So I'm like country, New York, country, and then back. So I, I got like a whole mishmash in there. <laughs> it's true though. It, it it happens. You pick up other things. You don't even realize that you pick up you pick up other words or the way that people say things. I've had friends all over the place, and sometimes I pick up the things that they say. It's hysterical. Right. I'm like, thank God I was only in Massachusetts for college for one year. <laughs> one you mean, lady you don't said, to puck your car? "Damn, I left it in my car." <laughs> yep. And I was like. Mind you, this was before Ted. This was like 2008. I was like a freshman in college and I worked at Radio Chat. And she was like, yeah, I need to come. I, Hi. She's like, sweet old lady. It's like, yeah, I have to get a GPS for my cat. And I was like, what? <laughs> I don't know if Family Guy was out in 2008 or not, but I wasn't watching it. So I was like, when I see that episode of Family Guy now... Where, or any episodes like we're feeling like, yeah my cat like I, I I lose it every time I I, 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 can't, I can't contain myself I, I lose it I die when Alec Price you piece of garbage and I just fucking want to cry like every time and it's like I just yes, love him like have to send me that clip oh my god <laughs> I'm gonna lose it all right I'm gonna send it to you it's, he's, he does it like every match. But, like, him with Billy Starks, it's in my phone. Like, I took the clip, and I'm just sitting here, and I'm fucking dying. I'm like, you're you're nothing. You're trash. You're piece of garbage. And I'm like, I fucking can't. I was like, I fucking love him so much. I was like... 
You know what's funny? My dad says garbage the same exact way. <laughs> garbage. Yeah, piece he, of garbage. Says, <laughs> but it's not even like with an accent or anything. He's like, yeah, go put it in the garbage. <laughs> <laughs> now you got to ask him, like, did he pick that up from somebody in Massachusetts? Now I feel like I purposely say it like that because I just think of Alec Price every time. So he's Becca's boyfriend, right? Yeah. I, I, oh my God, I need, you know, what would be so funny uh-huh. if he said that to her, like they should do like a playful promo. Cause you know, <laughs> he has the pigtails. Yeah. And he says, you're a piece of garbage. She's like, what's that? <laughs> I would fall out. Cause she's very smart. But I mean, like play Dixie with the pigtails. I feel like. like what? Ah. <laughs> I feel like I gotta bring this up because Becca's coming on at the end of the month. She's doing Please? a UK. She's doing I, a tour. I actually tour. one of her first matches. Mm-hmm. Was it her? No, I'm sorry. It was Little Mean Kathleen. I'm oh. sorry. <laughs> it was the last WSU show. Everything was like it was people together. It was this one's first match. And, but no, <laughs> I actually I did commentary for one of yeah. Becca's matches. She's great. She's great. Yeah, she's coming on the end of the month. I'll ask she's her that. So like, I, I I have to put her over because that was February 2020. Yeah. Seeing how she is now, I'm like, girl, you like transformed. Yeah. In years. She she's got a lot better. Yeah, I got to recently see her like in person, and I was like, oh man, I was like, okay, she had our match with Aaron Rourke. Uh so that was that was such a great match, and I'm like, damn. So uh, she got put over by a bunch of people on this podcast. I love it. So she'll be on here at the end of the month, guys. I haven't announced it yet, but you get the little snip clip since I'm talking about it right now with Theo. Yeah, since we're talking about it we're together. Ta- we're talking about it. We're and, walking yeah, we here. we a really good talk. <laughs> we're talking. We're having a good walk over here and all that. <laughs> yeah, we're about to go get some water. <laughs> and take out the garbage. <laughs> Oh my god, that just made me think of Kylie Jenner. You know, <laughs> yes. her, and she's like, <clears throat> I went to get some shoes, then I put on some makeup, <laughs> and I got my daughter, and then we started filming. <laughs> think of that. Oh, oh my god, are we still filming? <laughs> Maybe we should cut it. <laughs> Kylie, don't sue me. No, we're having fun. That's it. It's it's don't all it's all friends. love. It's all love from me. That's fun. So... Talking about the clip. <laughs> I think that's a good way to end this podcast, though. So... Hashtag Theo Jenner. <laughs> oh Jesus. Uh, so you know, again, I can't thank you enough for coming here. Hopefully, maybe you throw some more wigs off people again, or you know, <laughs> reenact the clip, Re- reenact that clip maybe for the future, and <laughs> pretty much. But yeah, oh my god, I, I can't deal. Um, it's not funny if I reenact it. Someone else has to do it. Yeah, then it's then it's funny. Oh my god, I don't um... want to be an Uncle Rico. Out here. <laughs> Oh my god, you got it. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, she doesn't get this joke. No, I'm I got gonna, it. That's I'm good. gonna close my laptop. <laughs> Damn.
So, but yeah, so I, again, I can't thank you enough for coming here, chatting with us. I'd love to have you come back. You know, we could do like an update episode or try to get people to come back every once in a while so we get some updates about what's going on, what's new, what's old. You know, did he rip any wigs off or something else? Or, you know, maybe he wrestles Alec Price in the future and, you know, you can be like, you're a piece of garbage. Um, but yeah, so guys, go give him some love, go give him follows, you know, go, go see him, buy merch, all that fun stuff, go, go support, go see him. So, um, you know, get that drinky drinks out for him and, and all that fun stuff. Over 500 days and still Ooh. haven't lost it. Ooh love it so guys thank you again so much for hanging out with us thank you for all your questions all your participation i love you very much um so yeah next week's another busy week guys with podcasts make sure you're following the indie wrestling corner on twitter and all the socials to see who is coming up next chase del monte is coming on uh next week you know so definitely check that's monday so yeah so you guys know the drill stay safe Support independent wrestling. We'll talk to you guys soon. Have a good night.